I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And this week, we are halfway done with season three of X-Men Evolution. I feel like I described that wrong. We're halfway done with the series finale. Yeah, I was like, what the hell are you even saying? Well, I don't know. This this is just terrible. I'm sorry. uh, Uh, we're, We're a gay podcast for... For gay X-Men stuff. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the end. This episode is gay, and it also is probably one of my least favorite episodes. It's not very good. It's like it's not very good. However, the parts of it that are good are really good. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It kind of has the X Men the animated series thing where it's like there's like five scenes of Ron in this episode that are like boom, 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 boom. I was like, why are we even showing these things? It was like. They had to cut together some of these scenes to be super fast. But also nothing was happening at the same time. Then they would waste time. Like they're like, now we're going to show like a full five minutes of pyro lighting some torches. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Who made these decisions? (laughs) Who storyboarded this? Okay. So like the first half of the episode it's really nothing like to the point where I was like kind of worried because I was like, should we have done both parts of the two parter? Like, are we going to have anything to talk about? Like, that's how little actually happens. And then finally, some stuff started happening that was at least funny enough that I was like, we're going to enjoy talking about this and like enough to fill an episode. But like, 99% of this episode (laughs) is Rogue walking around absorbing every mutant's power and the episode feels the need to like show you how she does it. Yeah. Silently. Like no dialogue. Like it's her walking up to Jean and it's like her walking up to Scott and it's like what like how many times do we need to see this and it was, I don't get, know. it was like getting boring and like i hate to say that because i feel like i've i've never said something that harsh about x-men evolution but like or about rogue or about rogue but like i was bored i was like i need, <laughs> I need something to happen i was like what i felt like this episode is not as strong as the rest of the series in terms of what's happening thematically yep and also like it looks like the animation is extra shitty for this episode and i feel like it was just kind of like phoned in yeah I, like as i said i don't know who storyboarded it maybe it's like an x-men tas situation where like remember how like usually one half of the two-parter would be not good and the other half would be really good because they'd be saving everything up for that maybe this is like the ending will be good when we get to it i honestly don't remember i didn't watch this episode many times because it's apocalypse related yeah not a good sign not a good sign if it's not one of ryan's favorites 
faves. I feel like okay, so people like don't know how to write for apocalypse, and it's it's like sometimes you get a great apocalypse story, and like it's like cool. He has not even showed up yet, and we're already complaining. I love this. No, he's terrible <laughs> on this show. I don't know who like we don't need to complain about apocalypse yet because you know next next two weeks from now we will be complaining. You know that we don't need to do it yet. Well, the version of apocalypse on this is very different from like X Men and animated series where you would just stomp Rod and be like, I must destroy all beings because they are alive. And it's like, okay, that's not helpful. Yeah, he's like, I hate Warren Worthington. And Warren's like, I hate you too. Buzz, buzz, buzz. (laughs) Buzzing around his head. This version of him doesn't even talk in this. Oh, that's actually kind of interesting. He floats around as a pharaoh in this. And I think think they were going to do more with it, but they just didn't have time. And instead, he's kind of like the spirit of Apocalypse and he's just like going around destroying shit, but like silently. That seems better than whatever TAS was doing. Like if you're not going to have, if you can't figure out what he should say, just don't have him say anything. I mean, honestly, and this is kind of nice that he's not wearing a giant A on his belt. So, you know. Yup. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Look, we have it. We can't even. Okay, we need to do previously on the X Men, which there's actually a very long previously on the X Men. Like it's like four and a half minutes of footage. Like I looked at the clock and I was like, we've only got 15 minutes left in the episode, and all we've done is previously on. Like holy shit! That's why shit. they had to animate these scenes super fast, but then they wasted it on stupid shit. Like I didn't need. To, okay, <laughs> I know, there was so I much know. time spent with Pyro in this and separate scenes. Like there's okay, one at the end where he's the voice torches. acting for Pyro also is like worse now. Like he's like shrimp on the bobby <laughs> for like ten years every time he talks, and it's like oh my god. Okay, we're complaining a lot. I and, don't know. Although Gambit's great in this, I do like Gambit. He's here a lot, I and Gambit, Gambit kind of is like um. There's some stupid shit happening here. By I loved the way. it. I loved it. Okay. There, like I said, there's actually some really good stuff in here that we're going to get to. But like the problem yeah. is that it's in this episode. So previously on the X-Men, <laughs> Mesmero is the character who's been the big bad for this entire season. And we didn't know until fairly recently why or what he was doing exactly. He was he brainwashed Gene at one point, which was cool. It was like showing how cool Jean's powers can be because she was like let let loose and like able to like be the dark phoenix self that she clearly was going to become and she was like robbing museums robbing banks as like evil Jean, and it was really fun and like collecting a bunch of shit and also which it turned was like out, maddie in high school when she was goth yeah it was me it was me except i wasn't brainwashed by mesmero that would have been a good excuse for why i was such a bitch all the time but i unfortunately didn't have an excuse for it other than hormones. Um, so Mesmero <laughs> was collecting all this museum shit because he was unlocking Apocalypse's tomb. And Magneto is out here trying to stop Mesmero from his his like final unlocking. But like, okay, I love that they showed this scene again because I forgot how stupid it was. And then I like laughed at it all over again where like Magneto is like, there's this huge ghost spider that gets unlocked by like a key that Mesmero grabs from a museum. And Magneto is like, this is fucking dangerous. We need to kill this spider or this spider is a bitch is what I wrote down. Um, And Xavier is like, don't kill the spider. I'm not going to say why, but don't. <laughs> and Magneto's like, okay, I'm ignoring you. That's funny. I also made a note that said previously on the X-Men, Xavier was a petty douchebag to bring about the apocalypse to shove it in Magneto's face. Yes. And then as soon as Magneto <laughs> kills the spider, Xavier's like, okay, well, that wasn't a key. It was actually a guardian. It was guarding a key. And now everything's going to be bad and Apocalypse is coming because you killed the spider. And it's, it's like, almost like a what? shittier version of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so much Legend of Zelda energy. 
especially at the end of the episode where Pyro was lighting the torches, I was like, this is literally a Zelda this puzzle. This is just right like now. a light Zelda. Like, Zelda. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I can't Or like speak. Tomb Raider. Like it's all of, it's so video there, game. Well, there's a moment here where I refer to Kitty as Lara Croft. She is Lara Croft. That's true. Then we're not done with previously on the X-Men. Don't worry. We've got two more different scenes to show. Okay. Here's scene number two. We're showing Rogue absor- having absorbed every single X-Men that she ever came into contact with when she was a teenager earlier. Yep. And like having a mental breakdown because she had absorbed so many people over time and she had to get saved by Xavier who deleted all that from her brain. And then after Xavier did that, he was like, uh, I don't know if that worked. (laughs) And then (laughs) Rogue was just like in a hospital bed for a few weeks being like, I feel like shit because like most of my brain got deleted and Xavier was like, it's not my fault and like rolled out the door. Um, so we're like, okay, cool. Like Rogue has the ability to absorb literally everyone's powers over and over stacked on top of each other and become like ridiculously powerful. That's good to know because that's going to come up again. And then the third scene, third and final scene is Destiny and Mystique in a, in the limo together. And Destiny is telling Mystique her uh, prediction about apocalypse coming and that Mystique and Rogue are going to be entwined uh, in terms of their fates or whatever the fuck she says. And like, that's... um. So that's also key in this episode because the, both of them are going to get brainwashed by Apocalypse. Well, they get brainwashed by Mesmero. Apocalypse is not back yet. So that's that. Now, 10,000 years later, the episode yeah. starts. <laughs> I don't know who made these decisions. Like, I don't either. I don't either. And then it's also just like Rogue had a mental breakdown and Xavier deleted those personalities from his brain. But even after that, she went and absorbed a bunch of people's powers in the X-23 episode. And I now know. she's going to absorb everyone's powers. Or did she not actually did she even take the new mutants powers? I don't feel like we saw her use those powers. I don't think she did. And also, I think I feel like the only reason they showed that scene was to show us that if Rogue absorbs everyone's powers, she's really powerful. And I'm like, I already know that from like the first season because that was how she beat Fred. Like, why are you showing me that? Like, I don't need to be shown how Rogue's powers work over and over again. It's like weird that they feel the need to show me that again. I don't know. This episode is not very good. So let's yeah. let's try and find the good stuff. So it's now nighttime. This is how it opens up. And Rogue's mm-hmm. like watering into people's bedrooms and touching them. Yeah. It sounds erotic, but it's not. It's like she wanders in and like kills them and then leaves. It's kind of portrayed as erotic, though. Like everybody like moans sexually when she touches them and you don't see what's happening. No, I know. And also like everybody's asleep. So they allegedly the next day don't. It's kind of weird because like when they get to the next scene, everyone's like, we all had a similar nightmare that was the same where Rogue was touching us, but it can't be real. <laughs> and none of them talk to each other about it. I and know. they're all like, we slept in by like four hours. And it's like, guys, what? why have all of you thought that that was normal? And like, no, I know, no one right? is like, did something happen to all of us? But before all that, K- Kitty rogues like on and off again girlfriend comes in and she's like what's going on with everybody oh no and so she sees the door creepily open and rogues just standing there and so she goes through the wall she phases through the wall goes to scott sees that scott's unconscious and she's like scott scott (laughs) (laughs) and then of course rogue hears her screaming scott and sneaks up behind her and touches her Anyway, it's it's all framed like a horror movie. It is where it's because like, then it wakes up and Kitty wakes up in her bed and she's like, wow, I guess none of that was real. And then she's like, <laughs> everybody slept in for 17 hours. That's yeah, weird. It's crazy. Like, like Kitty's running around the, the mansion like everybody slept in and she's like waking up Curtin. He's like five more minutes. And it's like, why doesn't anyone think this is weird? Like, I, I don't, I, especially Xavier, like when Xavier wakes up, shouldn't he be like, 
okay, like I don't. Okay, so we know Masmero deleted all their memories after Rogue did this. We know that after, like later in the episode, that is explained because Magneto explains it way, way later. Thank so, God, because like there's a scene where Magneto walks in. And he's like, bitches, none of you understand what's going on except for me, because I'm the other person who actually uses my security cameras. Yeah, like there's why doesn't Xavier use his fucking security cameras? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he was like, well, I didn't have any more room for security cameras because I needed more guns. Yeah. So he just has a little gun in the corner of every room. And there's like a security camera. You're like, oh, well, that's a security camera. But then the security camera also turns into a gun. Yeah. And it's like not a real he's camera. Like, just kidding. It's a it's a fake security camera. And Xavier you're just like that's the only security i need and everybody's like great point a surrogate father anyway everybody wakes up ridiculously late like late for school to an extent that is like hilarious okay but here's the thing they're saying is that everyone's freaking out because they're like it's the last day of school i'm so excited for the last day of school yeah which isn't a thing it's not a thing Wait, I, I mean like <laughs> even as somebody like i don't even know i was gonna say even as somebody who wasn't harassed in high school but that is not correct so we're gonna <laughs> skip over that statement but like even <laughs> The idea of being like, it's the last day of school for these guys where they're like, oh, I can't wait to get to school for my last day of school. It's like, you don't even want to be there. It's also like the last day of school is pointless. It's literally just the last day of school. Nothing happens on it. Also, I mean, like, I guess they're excited because it means they don't have to deal with the bullshit anymore. But only Scott and Gene are the ones who like don't have to go back to school there anymore because they're graduating. So it's kind of yeah, like everybody else is just like, this is the last day before summer vacation. Like, I mean, why are they even in school? Is my question. <laughs> I know. Like, why aren't they just at homeschooled by Xavier like they are in the fucking They're comic in books. actual school but like, Xavier's I like I don't know how to actually teach anything here so yeah. like <laughs> and, and Storm and Logan and Beast are too busy question mark so that's not what this show is going to be about and I'm going to make them all go to school. Yeah, I don't know what any of those characters are doing. Before we get to that though there's like a really like I don't know why this scene is here so Rogue's in the bathroom wearing nothing. Yeah so Rogue's naked gets out of the shower like wipes off the steamed off bathroom mirror and she's like what a bizarre dream I think I need therapy and it's like yeah you do bitch yeah you do but like this scene doesn't need to exist I'm, I'm like who is this even aimed towards? It's like <laughs> me as a teenager I don't know I truly don't know who it's aimed for. You know what? honestly that's a good question whenever there's like a naked girl or something I'm like who is this even for? It's like Ryan just <laughs> because you like, look Ryan, at people only who men. are attracted to women it's for that <laughs> it's for those people and ryan's like i don't know i just don't believe it like i can't understand this at all where's logan why isn't he in a sexy towel <laughs> i actually wish he was in this episode more because he's hilarious in it but we'll get to that later so then there's a huge montage in the kitchen that quite frankly also doesn't need to be in this episode <laughs> it's like them making breakfast it's like, for like let's show year. 20 minutes of berserker making a milkshake for breakfast something that nobody even has he's literally making a milkshake he makes orange sherbet and milk yeah that's it those are the only ingredients which that sounds delicious i would love to drink that but it's a fucking milkshake for breakfast meanwhile kitty's grabbing shit out of the fridge while facing through it and just throwing shit all over the room and thankfully multiple men's there to multiply and catch it all because it's not like she's had a plan she was <laughs> just know, throwing food just around shit. the room like. sight unseen throwing shit over her shoulder and it's like why and in like nightcrawler's like on the table slowly putting plates down and i'm like guys <laughs> you are late for school you are all late for school like why are you putting down plates and I like making know. the table set up like go to school like, <laughs> okay what's really funny is that i think this whole scene is just for a lead up to have rogue walk into them and be like ah fuck these people like, that's it like all she does is walk in and she stands there for like 10 minutes watching everything we just described and then she's like I think I'm going to pass on breakfast. And it's like, why is this scene here? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but then a sketchy limo pulls up and she just yep. like walks over to it, gets in. 
and without leaves, a word, like, yeah. So, so uh, we're like, okay, so Rogue's happening? brainwashed. I mean, we already knew she had to be brainwashed because we just watched her steal literally everyone's powers for like twenty minutes. So we know that something's going on with her, and that's not herself. I don't know. It's like everyone is like crazy in this because then even in the next scene, like it's Jean and Scott walking into school, and Jean is like, it's kind of sad that we're leaving this high school forever. And I'm like, Jean, why are you saying that? Like, yeah, <laughs> Scott is like, really? Because I fucking hated every day here. And Jean is like, lighten up, Scott. And he's like, I am not going to. And I don't see why I have to. And I was like, honestly, on his side. I was like, yeah, Jean, was shut like, the they fuck were, like, Harassed for being mutants and queer for like the full season. And Jean's like, it's kind of weird that we have to leave now. <laughs> it's like, Jean, what? I feel like part of that is because most of Jean's memory was being a popular kid, whereas most of Scott's memory was getting harassed for being a nerd and like seeming gay the entire yeah. time. Whereas Jean was like, I don't know, I loved high school up until like the last few days of it where people figured out I was gay. And it's like, Jean, no one had the same experience as you. Like no one. Oh my God. And meanwhile, Principal Kelly's there. He's like, by the way, I don't want you bitches here either. And the sooner you're out, you're out of here, the better. And also, I want a normal graduation because unlike you, some people have earned it. So get your gay shit out of here. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's really, okay. really fucked up. And then Scott and Jean just are like, okay. And then like, walk Can down you imagine the hall like if we were in high school and our principal came up to us and was like, just so you know, I don't want your stupid queer shit happening here. So keep it straight for the normals. Like, I'd be like. Yeah, I'm not going to graduation. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I would have heard that and been like, yeah, I'm not going to graduation. And Scott says something like, just have our diplomas ready. And I'm like, dude, you can just order your diploma. Like, you can just have it delivered to the mansion. I wish I had done that in high school because that would have been would have made it. I only walked down the aisle because my parents wanted to see me get my diploma. Well, that, of course. Like, is... I mean, yeah, but it wasn't even because they were like, we need to get this moment because it's like, oh, Ryan graduated. They're like. We need to capture this moment because it's honestly a miracle that Ryan even be, <laughs> is even graduating right I mean, now. we've said it on the show, but like, I didn't believe that you graduated. I love you very much, but I was like, That's because I didn't go to this school. Is something like, that can happen? Yeah, like, at, by the end of it, Ryan was barely at school, so it's, it's fine. A, it's actually pretty unfortunate because I feel like if I where the person I am now back then, I'd be like, I'd actually have a pretty good GPA, but back then it was like... It doesn't matter. I mean, same. I, like, have regrets about school, but, like... No, I, I know, but, like, it's just... I, it's like, I always review how I just didn't do anything in high school and how I was just a total punk. I didn't either. I mean, I hated it, so, like, whatever. Anyway, then we go to the Brotherhood Mansion. Toad is jumping I, on Fred's bed. I, I don't bed. know what the fuck he's doing. Like, it's just... <laughs> to wake him up, I guess, which is really <laughs> funny. Um, And Fred goes, knock it off, Toad. It's subtitled as Lance, but it's definitely Fred's voice actor saying that, and it makes a lot more sense. So then Fred starts off the day with his morning chore, which is taking out the garbage, aka dumping an entire trash can out the window onto a pile of garbage, which is funny. I, that's the only reason I'm mentioning it, because I was like, that's really funny. That's true. And then Pietro zips out the front door to grab the paper, because he's a little puppy dog, and then Rogue is standing outside hiding, and she's about to like go in and fucking zap them all. That's true, but first we get to watch X-Men Evolution's adaption of the Power Puff girls which yes, is like literally the powerpuff girls would we call this an adaption hold on i need to pull up the image so i can describe this to you because it's like i sent it in our slack chat and like todd lost his mind but it's like it's funny because like they they redesigned the powerpuff girls on the tv but they did not redesign mojo whatever his name is yeah it's just mojo the the monkey guy i yeah. think it's just him but now he's wearing an earring but it's really funny because blossom has like giant boobs it's kind of sailor moon crossed with the powerpuff yeah bubblegum bubblegum is dressed as a sailor scout and then buttercup is like 
jacked and has tattoos and is like a total lesbian and i was like what what are we looking at <laughs> i don't know it looked like a great show that i absolutely would I mean, have honestly, watched yeah like i was like i was i'm not mad about it's it it's also like adorable that toad and fred are watching it together like that's the show they really like is this okay but i have to point this out because i'm i was annoyed by it but fred is sitting there and he's like literally eating so much food that it's like drooling out of the side of his I face know. and it's all over him and he's like this. burping and shit and i was like i hate they always this. do this they always do this then we have uh toad next to him also being gross also so that kinda- yeah i mean toad is using his little toad tongue to steal fred's food but like it's not really stealing they're just like sharing a meal together because they're dating and- i mean i would rather see them make out but whatever i know it would be cute if they were cuddling in my mind they are we're gonna write a different scene here where toad and fred fucked instead of whatever we just saw yeah they definitely did um so in the background our uh, rogue is ringing the door bell wanda is the one who answers it and no one is there i feel like wanda would not have let this happen but the problem is that magneto blocked out half her brain so i don't even think wanda's powers are working correctly or her ability to read a situation that's a good point she doesn't know anything right now she's like blank slate wanda so she answers the door rogue has levitated up into the air like gene secretly and wanda's standing there and she's like what? why is the door opening wait where am i who's the brotherhood is magneto my dad <laughs> did he get me ice cream when i was a kid i love magneto more than anything and i can't wait for him to come get me for ice cream and so she's saying all of that to an empty door and then rogue zaps her and knocks wanda out lance is like walking by with his own bowl of cereal in the background and then he like trips over wanda's dead body she's not <laughs> <laughs> but then rogue swoops in and she zaps lance as well and then there's like a dumb fight scene where rogue does like 60 cartwheels around the room and like <laughs> it, it annoyed me because she like knocked toad out by like throwing a bowl on his head and like i don't know why that worked it was really stupid and no, like he she didn't knock him out she threw the bowl in his face and then he was just like he can't get around. a bowl off of it his was, head it was it was kind of like <laughs> me when we had that situation at that party where somebody spilled milk everywhere and it went in my eyes and like there was milk everywhere i was just spinning around i was spinning around screaming i can't see there's milk in my eyes which is like that's not even a thing like because milk is supposed to help but whatever it's also like couldn't you just wipe your eyes like what was wrong with you I and like don't everyone know. else we is cleaning were, I mean, up the milk like, and ryan's like i have milk in my eyes so i can't help clean okay it up. i'm just gonna go ahead and explain real quick that we were like having a party at our friend's house and there was a giant glados stall that we were building that got tossed across the room and katie who poured herself a giant glass of milk that she okay, was that not was drinking a different party that was a different party i'm talking no, the about the one, one. <laughs> oh, it's the meant, same fucking party i thought you were talking about the party where Eli poured the huge glass of milk from no. D2. Okay, I'm talking okay. about the one Katie poured Do a huge you- of glass of milk. And I don't know, we kept on spilling milk at every party we had, but Katie spilled, Katie poured a whole okay. glass of milk. I'm like dying that there were two parties where we were too old, quite frankly, to be drinking a full glass of milk. Like, that's okay, already that, an insane part of the, the first. Story. The first one you're referencing with Eli is on Demon, and I'm pretty sure that's in the blooper reel that you can access on our Patreon. Also, also because in that we were like it looks just like cum because clearly like none of us had had sex before in our lives yeah so we were like spill milk it looks exactly like semen (laughs) (laughs) and so anyway there's this other party we had where this glados doll that we were building for a musical that we were in got thrown across the room it was inflatable thank god and katie had poured herself a giant glass of milk and she put it right next to halden's laptop and I, I wasn't I the person who was like, yes, Katie. you were at the time. You're like, why are you even drinking that? And Katie wasn't even drinking it. She just like wanted it there. Like, 
And so it hit the thing, landed on Halda's laptop, spilled in my eyes, Huge and then everyone screamed. Milk got it and for some reason, at the time, everyone turned to me and was like, Ryan, I can't believe you spilled the milk. And I was not involved with that situation, and there was just milk in my eyes. <laughs> Okay, I like how that was the part you felt the need to clarify was like, excuse me, I didn't spill the no, milk. No, I wanted to clarify the story that it, no, because it had to be, I, listeners need to understand that GLaDOS from Portal was thrown across the room. Like, it wasn't just like somebody spilled the milk. Of course, there was an inflatable GLaDOS flying across the room <laughs> because that's us. And why would anything normal happen? I know. Anyway, the laptop ended up being fine in the end. Well, that's the show we need to make for YouTube is that we just need an actual no, sitcom don't. based on our life. <laughs> Anyway, so going back to this incredible scene. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so then Toad is completely incapacitated because he has milk in his eyes, just like Ryan in 2010 or whatever the fuck that was. Yes, yeah, I relate to Toad. We're the same now, and we both have lawn tons. Rogue does 16 more cartwheels and then touches Fred's cheek, and then he's knocked out. And for some reason, Fred doesn't just stand up and punch her. He's, <laughs> he sits there staring at all of this like, oh, boo. And I was like, what? This episode is Ugh. when Fred's an idiot. It's like, we have two versions of Fred on show there's the cool one who's a badass and then there's the other one who's like oh, I don't know who I am and it's like oh my god I hate this so much I hate why, it I hate why, it why I, hate why? I, I want to be able to write for X-Men whether it's a comic book or a TV show so I can write an awesome version of Fred Dukes because I fucking love him now it's like every single time the comics or a TV show or even the movies try to portray Fred in a bad light. They're like, ha, he's fat. He's stupid. I'm like, no, I like Fred now. And I wanted to like make him like the coolest character on this show. So yeah, whatever. I know. I'm with you. And at least at the very end, he gets to be with the other, the acolytes and like look really badass for a few seconds. That's true. And so he it's does. like we have both versions of Fred on this episode where like he's this, the idiot who all he does is eat and go duh and like sit there. And then he's the version of himself who's like a fucking badass. It's so so I know ridiculous. that's what I'm saying like my version would never have the duh version okay by the way Toad finally gets the bull off his face he looks at Rogue and there's like a really long pause which is very funny and then Toad just screams and I was like I love it okay that actually is really funny though <laughs> that was all fine with me then GLaDOS shows up <laughs> okay no Pietro shows up and Pietro says really gaily oh what is going on down there okay that's, that's what I wrote too it's like I wrote Pietro's like what the fuck are all you bitches doing <laughs> amazing and then he zips downstairs and then is immediately silent because he sees everybody's dead bodies all over the apartment he's like what is happening and then rogue appears behind him and her eyes turn red and she levitates into the air i don't know why her eyes are red i think because cyclops's powers because she's able to control them and like nobody else can <laughs> yeah rogue like has had cyclops powers for two seconds just like seems easy to turn on and off scott what's your deal well his deal is that he fell out of a plane um and you can't really blame him for that because that was That's not true. his fault the concussion yeah so then Wait, but the, even in the comics emma's like scott that's not even the reason what is this bullshit <laughs> He just needed to try harder. Um, so Pietro's trying to run up the stairs, but Rogue like levitates him up so that he can't touch the ground. And then right. she knocks him out. Pretty effective. And we don't see it, which is actually kind of a cool shot. I mean, I'm so bored by all of this, but I'm going to compliment the parts I did like, which is that they do a wide shot of the outside of the Brotherhood mansion. And like all the lights are off and like Rogue dramatically walks out. It looks like a horror movie. It's like a really cool shot. And there's all it this spooky really cool. Gregorian chanting, which is like the apocalypse music. Right. So Rogue walks toward the limo and Mystique is in it. And smiling at her proudly. We don't really know what Mystique's deal is yet with this. I think we're going to find out until the next episode. I don't know. Being brainwashed by Mesmero. Maybe. Or she's probably just giving Rogue over to save her. Because Mystique seems very confused on what protects Rogue and what doesn't. We'll see next time. When, who knows? Now it's nighttime at the X-Mansion and it's raining. And Storm's yep. just looking out the window. And she goes, 
nothing I can't handle. Don't worry. I won't let it rain on your graduation tomorrow. And everyone's like, yay, I'm so excited for our graduation. I'm like, what? I don't know why you guys are so excited about any of this concerning how that school treated you. Just to clarify, it's only Jean again. It's Jean is the one who's like, I love graduating. Maybe it's maybe Jean's actually like close to having a dark Phoenix mental breakdown, but they're doing it like <laughs> Steven Universe style where she's just running around being like, everything's great. Everything was perfect this year. And it's I like, feel like uh... that's accurate, honestly. And like, so Scott is in the background not clapping over graduation and also Beast is there. I don't know why I'm saying that because they don't play a role in the scene at all, I don't but know. they are he there. He has no lines, but Xavier comes in and he's fucking psychotic here because Xavier walks in he's like hello Gene I'm only speaking to you I know Scott's graduating but also I don't care because I want to know what you're wearing I mean I want to know what you're going to study and Gene goes well I'm thinking about medicine or studying genetics which you know lines up for what she was doing in the movies yeah and Xavier goes I'm sure I can refer myself as a, a tutor as a tutor and then he like reads her mind and like says to her I'm very easy to reach which is like okay great so you're gonna be reading her mind constantly after she moves out like all the fucking oh my time God, I know Xavier is being a creep and he's like he literally is like I'm sure I can refer myself and my rates are reasonable and I can go into your head without your permission at any time oh and they both like stand there laughing together and I was like Gene please get out of this old man's orbit like please leave this is oh my god right it's so weird and then Storm walks away from the window but not in time to okay so this is I thought that too I thought Rogue was at the X mansion she's not she's at one of Magneto's compounds it's just a confusing scene where it seems like she's at the X mansion but she's not because where she breaks in here is at Colossus and Sabretooth and Pyro's house, wherever they are. No, I think she, I think she is leaving the. I think that shot is her really? leaving the X Mansion to go back to Mystique. Well, it's so fucking confusing. I don't know. I'm telling you, the storyboarding on this episode is shit. I don't know what happened. It's confusing as hell. Like you don't know where anyone is. And this I watched multiple times because I was so confused by this. I was like. So wait, she leaves the house and then she walks back in and Sabretooth is there? That makes no sense. And then I was like, I guess she's just at the compound and she was never at the X Mansion? Like, No, because then she's in the limo next and she's with Mystique and Mystique is like... like what? She takes like 10 years to get into the limo and then there's like a new scene where I guess they drove somewhere else, but they didn't show us I don't that. know what's happening. And so then, then Rogue looks up at this window and she goes, the window! And Mystique gives her her hand so Rogue can take Mystique's powers and Rogue turns into a bird and she flies up into the window and then she lands in and it's Colossal. like moving the box he's still carrying <laughs> shit i swear to god i have not seen him do anything else in any of these cartoons or movies nope. he's just it's all carrying he things he's just carrying boxes to and fro and it's like for whom why nobody needs this like is colossus really this stupid like i have a question like he's like he's like i'm colossus i can pick, I pick things, things up, up and i put, put them down, down. Like, I it's things like, up. it's like why dude what <laughs> are you doing <laughs> Yeah, really. And it's like Rogue just instantly takes his powers because he's like not even doing anything. He's just he like, can't even what? hear her. How much shit does Magneto have? Every single time we go to that fucking Magneto's lair, he's moving boxes. How many boxes Magneto has? Like, what's why is Magneto? Them? What's have in the boxes? boxes? Like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll I never have know. So many questions. All right, then Sabretooth jumps Sabretooth on was her. Hiding in the boxes because he's a cat and he loves boxes. He's like, welcome <laughs> to my haunted house. And we're like, okay, Sabretooth. So he leaps out. And he's like, are you Wolverine? You're not Wolverine. Whatever. <laughs> Touches him and knocks him out instantly as well. And then Pyro shows up and says like a monologue in his insane accent. I could barely understand what he was even saying. And I didn't write it down. It was like, blue and onion, mate. He's like, I'm going to fry you like a shish kebab, mate. And I'm like, oh my God. So he blasts I'm her. I'm screaming into my microphone and Me I'm too. sorry. Me too. Okay. Me too. We need to so he blasts down. her. 
he blasts her with fire and he's like that did the trick she's definitely dead as fuck and then she's like <laughs> appears and she's all metal like colossus and she's like no okay, obviously that not actually really cool though when she it comes out cool. of the fire as colossus i thought that was awesome and then she zaps him although there was like a lot of there was a lot of animation of fire that didn't need me to be there but whatever i know so then gambit was standing there the entire time being like oh hello what's up <laughs> i know Gambit's like you're hot like this sherry but you're not alone in this and then he straight up plays like what's mystique want and he's like yeah he's like you're not alone in this you would never do this alone Cher. who's behind it mystique but why and then he does a backflip onto a box and it's like gambit get away like dude you are so i fun. really thought that he was gonna get away like i he thought he was gonna be does. the one he almost does and so the reason why he's capable of getting away is because one he's a good fighter and two He's almost completely physically covered. Like this is the scene where that actually matters because she keeps trying to grab him and all of his entire body is actually covered. And so she can't make him zapped. And then of course his face is the only thing that isn't covered. So she walks up to him and kisses him. And I was like, how did she walk up to him? Did she like bamf in with nightcrawler's powers? No, she just walks up to him and kisses him. And that is what disarms him. That's it. He's like, Oh, I didn't expect the kiss it's, it's like, like that episode it. where like of x-men the animated series where like he walks in and he's like oh rogue's lying there i should kiss her for no reason and it's like what why okay and then and then rogue wakes up and she's like why okay so now everybody's dead on the ground and magneto walks in and he straight up goes rogue i know it's you <laughs> i actually loved that i love that this okay so they've just rewritten magneto and he doesn't suck anymore and i'm like great i'm here for it i love magneto i don't know whenever the spider episode happened the the spider episode was like the turning point for magneto where they were just like we're just gonna write him as a good character now we're like just gonna write everything we did previously (laughs) it was all insane forget about it and i'm so ready to forget about it i don't know i'm done i don't don't, it all never happened magneto is magneto now so he walks in and he's like rogue where the fuck are you what's going on and she appears and she touches his face and knocks him out which there's no way he can beat her because by this point she has like six thousand powers already so it's like already too hard i mean he probably could have because he's completely covered well she has super strength she has fred's super strength and like so much other I stuff i still feel like he could escape because he's got his magnetism thing around him he's floating he's completely covered what tricks him is that he thinks he sees gambit on the ground right yep and then he sees another gambit and he's like, wait a second. And at that point, it's too late because now Rogue snuck up because she was the first gambit. That's yep. how she gets to jump at him. Yes. And but then but then she grabs him with her super strength and overpowers him. Right. OK. Also, we need to say Rogue is not wearing any clothes at this point. I wrote this down. I know you didn't notice this, I did but not. I did. Um, Again, geez. this is like I'm like, who is that even for, Maddie? <laughs> she's naked i don't know why i don't like, know at some point she hulks out like in the metal whatever form she like oh so she's just metal yeah i well she all of her clothes rip off i don't know why uh i don't know who it's for anyway i graduated so oh my god this opening scene scott just goes nice day i guess and i was like oh my god <laughs> scott stop <laughs> Okay, to be fair, I also did this at my graduation. I was also really sick at my graduation. I had like the flu and I like still had to go to graduation. Yeah. And then that's I tried annoying. ripping then I tried ripping Katie's cap off and it was attached to her head like with hair but with bobby pins and she started screaming. Oh <laughs> that's kind of what Jean does. She like moves the tassel for him because he didn't even bother to move the tassel. And he's like, Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm kind of with Scott still. And so Jean is like, I love this. We're abandoning everything bad that's ever happened to us. Her Harassment, lost friends, fights, all of it is gone. Everything's gone and it's fine. And Scott is like, um, 
Okay. It's not fine. I know. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel like Gene was being, I feel like the end of season four was going to lead up to Gene having a mental breakdown because Gene is like sitting here being like, after high school, all the harassment that we endured, all of our lost friends, all the fights and all the shit we did with the X-Men, like it just didn't matter. And like, we're going to pretend it never happened. And I was yeah, like, and Scott is like, uh, Gene, Scott's like, uh, are when you, you okay? go to college? People are still going to be like homophobic. And Gene's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so then Gene's parents are in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott is like, uh, who are those people? And it's Gene's parents. And he's like, okay, I'm going to fucking disappear because I don't want your parents to meet me, which I thought was interesting and sad. Just that he walks away. I thought it was interesting and sad too. I don't, I thought they had met before, but I guess not. She doesn't introduce him to her parents either. Like she's kind of no. like, yeah, all right, bye. Yeah. I was like, is this going to be foreshadowing for him being sad later? But no, they just both are like, let's pretend we don't know each other. There's not many episodes left of the show. So we'll never know what was going to happen. But meanwhile, yeah. Aurora is like sitting there. She's like, Looks like the weather is approving. <laughs> and Xavier's like, yes, I think even Principal Kelly can approve your weather altering power storm. And meanwhile, Principal Kelly's glaring at them from the podium. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, Beast is here too. Beast is wearing his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I thought it was so funny that Beast was literally reading a book. Like, it was like a book on like meditation or something. Or yeah, like, like it's Beast sitting there meditating and he's like, I don't want to be here. He's like, I'm here to support my students pretty much. Yep. Rogue is also next to him and she's all gothed out and she looks like she's like drunk as fuck. Yeah. But it's actually because she's possessed. Yeah, I know. It's really sad. So then Principal Kelly goes to the podium and gives this bitchy speech where he's oh my like, God, I get you. some yeah. people have a lot no, of power. I, I, I wrote it down. It says, he goes, <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I think back to the day I first spoke in front of all of you, and change was a theme then, and I can't think of anything more important as I look back at it today. So as you go out into this rapidly changing world, it is essential that you take control of your futures. You may look across at you and see students who have certain advantages over you, and don't be deterred. Any disadvantage can be overcome, and you can prevail. Fuck those guys. And then, like, Magneto and the entire brothers show up. Magneto and the Brotherhood slash Acolytes all show up suddenly. Okay, they do, they're not even doing anything. They literally walk onto the football field, and everyone just gets up and starts screaming, and mass chaos starts. And, like, I'm just going to throw it out there, but, like... They don't do anything. Yeah, none of the mutants are doing anything. Like, none of them. The Brotherhood... Yeah, they're just there. They're just there to, for the graduation. They're just walking in. Everybody just starts screaming and running away, which, I guess, to be fair, there has been a lot of weird shit that's happened, and people have been in danger, but, like... Like, it's, like, so much to the point where I'm, like, they're not even doing anything. They're just yeah. there. Like, they they're walked just there. They walked but, I mean, over. I guess it's, like, if you see Magneto, you assume mass murder is going to happen because, like, previously on the show, that's what would happen. I but. guess. But this this show is not a show where Magneto is well-known by the world. People don't know who Magneto is. Yeah, they could just think there were some people in, like, funny gay outfits and, like, what... Well, it's fine. Maybe that's somebody's parents, you know? Don't well, be so judgy. whatever. Maggie walks in. He's like, we're here and we're queer bitches. And it's like, he's, his cape turns into a rainbow flag. Well, he's actually there to talk to Xavier and be like, hey, um, can we talk about the fact that you never installed security cameras? But before we even get to that, before we even get to yeah, that. Yeah, Petro runs over, grabs Rogue. Yes. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And she starts spinning chairs around herself and Xavier wheels over. He's like, Magneto, what are you even doing? And Magneto is like, listen, bitch. I'm like, <laughs> did you not notice that like Rogue stealing everyone's powers? She's under Mesmero's control. And Xavier's like, what proof do you have? And Magneto goes, the surveillance cameras, which I actually use. <laughs> <laughs> 
love it. I love it. And so then Rogue flies in the air and she's flinging metal folding chairs at everyone there. Magneto stops him with his powers and Kitty phases through some. There's an important moment here where Principal Kelly then goes, mutants have terrorized the world long enough. Someone has got to stop them, which obviously is setting him up to start running for senator. Although it is funny that everyone just ignores him. Like he's screaming that in the corner. He's like, <laughs> somebody has to stop this. And Xavier and Magneto just kind of look at him for a second and then continue on. By the way, Logan is just here now. He wasn't in any previous shot. He's just standing with everyone. And I was like, okay, I guess they must have forgotten to animate him in on the bleachers. Or Yeah, they should have put him on the bleachers. I don't know why. Unless, unless he was like not paying attention. He was underneath the bleachers getting a blowy from Sabretooth. And then all his shit yeah, went down. Probably. He's like, oh, got to go out there and pretend we're not fucking. Yeah. So Rogue flies away into the sky. Yeah, she flies away. And like all this shit happens. And it, it's really funny. Every, literally every character on this show just is standing there staring into the sky. And then eventually Xavier's like, Logan, track rogue and magneto says you too Sabretooth." elegant's like no and xavier goes shut the fuck up and stop trying to fuck for two fucking seconds and find rogue please and thank you jesus christ i've been ignoring your stupid shit for three seasons <laughs> okay but what's important here is that Sabretooth and gambit are assigned to go with logan which is a okay, hilarious so trio and it's my favorite part of the episode that next scene is like the three of them oh as a gay God, biker game and like I that's the entire it. scene it's like there's literally a scene of Sabretooth and logan like making eyes at each other and then they go ahead and gambit goes this is gonna be fun and i was like <laughs> Okay. It's the gayest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's Gambit being like, oh. That's the whole scene, by the way. There is nothing else happening in that scene. Know, it's just them driving it's motorcycles. It's just the three of them, like, finding a hookup spot, a.k.a. tracking rogue, quote unquote. Which, by the way, Xavier and Magneto are like, I don't know. This is when we're getting all these scenes. They're back together. These scenes are going so fast, by the way. They're like, da 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 da. We wasted so much time on the opening. And They're like, like, remember the breakfast scene? I don't know why we animated all of that. I don't even know. And so Xavier and Magneto are walking around through, like, the danger room or something. And they're they're planning to stop rogue yeah and they come to the determination if they can't stop rogue they have to stop apocalypse from opening the doors and xavier literally says and if that doesn't work i literally have to brainwash everyone we know to stop them that's the only way yeah because he's like we have to prevent mesmer from taking anybody's minds and magneto's like i fucking guess i can't think of another way around <laughs> I, know. This. I was like why are you agreeing with this and that's like the whole scene too yeah then there's like another scene where magneto tells beast to search for apocalypse as el sabinar and then yep. and then beast has like a, a beast conversation where he talks in technical terms about where he would be and like that's all you need to know okay but you're skipping ahead you're skipping the most important scene in the episode which is logan and Sabretooth in the car that happens before all that it happens before beast gives a little wikipedia entry on giza and egypt like it, before we do beast wikipedia entry we have Sabretooth and logan in the car making out in the making car. out i love this scene legitimately i thought it was so funny and like oh well animated like for real i loved it so like logan tears off one car door with his claws and sniffs around and then Sabretooth tears off the other car door and the two of them sniff until they're nose to nose like Beauty and the Beast with like the spaghetti <laughs> it's the funniest shit it is clearly intended to be funny and like the comedic timing of it is great like legit I was like this is very funny and I liked it a lot and Logan screams rogue and Sabretooth screams Mesmero and they both look into each other's eyes sexually and it's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen I like Wait, genuinely then, I love this scene okay it's so funny because then they do that and then Logan jumps up onto the roof of the car I'm like are they gonna fuck here and they yes. just start screaming at each other and Gambit's <laughs> like can you two stop fucking for two seconds because yeah, I like, want to <laughs> find rogue because I want to fuck rogue yeah 
And so um, they're both like, okay, Rogue wasn't in the driver's seat because we didn't smell her there, but we can't figure out who was in there, which was clearly Mystique because she's not smellable anymore because remember how she's like leveled up her powers? Right. Um, and so then Sabretooth's like, maybe she took a boat and Gambit's like, or a plane and like points at a fucking plane and it's like, you guys are so distracted by each other's dicks right now. You can't even pay attention to what's happening. <laughs> like, I feel like Gambit's actually very good at having sex and flirting with people while being completely aware of what's going on at all times. But he's also not like a himbo like Logan and Sabretooth are where they're both so dumb and they want to fuck so uh, bad I, and Gambit I, is like how about tactics share like how about some pickup lines like come on give oh me my something. god so then then it goes to that scene that you were describing where Beast is reading the Wikipedia entry yeah where Beast Beast is like okay here's the Wikipedia entry for Ensabiner and everybody's like oh my god okay Beast and so like he's reading all this shit and he's like unfortunately the specific location of his tomb is okay. unknown Wait, this next scene is insane okay. Xavier okay. like literally is like sitting there and he goes he's like he's like the first of all Beast is like the only way we can know where apocalypse is is if we like knew what was going on in Mesmer's mind and Xavier goes wait a second whoopsie daisy I was I was, I was like whoopsie daisy I was in Mesmer's mind like two seasons ago and I actually do know where this information is so it actually makes it even more insane that he didn't it's tell me you know what was going on and I was like oh my god I was I was losing my mind Xavier's like I literally knew all along where apocalypse was this whole fucking time I just forgot. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. So he hops in Cerebro and he's like, with Cerebro amplifying my powers. Because he puts on Cerebro. I don't even know if he's actually using it because he puts on Cerebro and he just literally five minutes. Yeah, this was just him lying to cover for the fact that he didn't tell anybody anything. He puts <laughs> he it like, on ah. and then he goes, he's like, he puts it on. And there's literally like a two minute sequence of him going, ah, 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 I found it. <laughs> And it shows like a pyramid and it's like, okay, I feel like he was just doing that to like get Magneto horny. I really feel like that's what that was about. Yeah. Like the two of them are absolutely fucking again. And I guess I forgive Magneto because like, I get it. Like whatever you're back with your ex again. This is when I wrote down the note that this episode was going way too fast for me to keep up with. Cause these are shots. Like there's another shot for two seconds. That's just the blackbird and Magneto's little tentacle orbs falling behind it. Then it goes to like another scene. I was like, I was like, why are there so many scenes right now? I don't know. It's like they made it significantly more complicated than it needed to be so like okay but this next scene is also great there's a random private aircraft hangar nearby which apparently mystique and mesmero and rogue stole a plane from and so gambit wolverine and Sabretooth break in this scene's hilarious i love all of these it's scenes. funny it's because like Sabretooth and logan are both being so fucking catty and it's like okay it's hilarious. we get it you two are gay and so Sabretooth walks in and sees a bunch of dead bodies strewn everywhere and he's like they were here and logan <laughs> Okay, Logan is wearing, I need to talk about what he's wearing. He's wearing a little bomber jacket and stretch pants. And he's like, <laughs> folds his arms like a prissy little brat. And he's like, oh, Sticking really? his ass out. What gave you that idea? Do you think they stole a jet too? And Gambit is like, can you just stop flirting and like look at the fucking radar? <laughs> and it's hilarious. And they're looking I at the radar. I really love that Gambit was thrown into this because Gambit keeps on being like, what the hell you do? Yeah. Like, I don't. He's like, I I am so much as a person, but like you two are somehow worse than me. And I can't even believe it. <laughs> well, I think Gambit's smart though. Like that's his whole thing yeah. is like he gets laid more than even Sabretooth and Logan do. And he, we know Gambit likes to fuck. He makes that obvious, but Gambit's also like, yeah, I'm confident in what I'm doing. And like, I don't do whatever the fuck this shit is. Like, you know, I can like 
be calculating and get shit done while I also get my dick wet. So like, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> and also he doesn't need to be like really angry to do it and like pretend he's not gay. Gambit is like, okay with who he is. Anyway, so Gambit points at the radar and he's like, pretty sure this is them. And Logan's like, oh, they're passing over California. And I was like, how does the radar go all the way to California? I don't really understand how radar works. I don't, I don't know either. And then the next scene is like a quick scene of like a bunch of the X-Men in the, in the extra. And Xavier has changed his clothes okay. to put I'm I like, wrote that down too. I read that down too. I was like, why did Xavier change into a little safari? <laughs> He's like, hold on, we're going to Egypt. Let me put on my Stargate outfit. Okay, he let's literally, go. Okay, so Xavier and Magneto fucked, and then Xavier <laughs> changed into a cute little safari outfit. I don't know why they did this. This episode was making me feel crazy, by the way. It was it just is like crazy. It is crazy. All right. Okay, so so let's just quickly let's quickly go over who's here because I'm assuming it's gonna matter in episode two, and it it goes by so fast. It sure as hell does not matter right now. It doesn't. But for the record, the X-Men who are on the mission are Xavier Storm, Scott, Kitty, Kurt, Beast, and Bobby. I think. I think that's everyone. They don't show that's it. you and everyone. Then, uh, then also Magneto. And Pyro. Those are the only bad guys who are left. Uh, well, I guess they could have taken the baby brotherhood, but they didn't take them with them for some no, reason. No, they didn't. For some reason, I thought Fred was there, but I think it's because I just write Fred into scenes because I think he should be there. It would have been cool if Fred were there, but he's not there. Or at least if he is, they didn't animate him. <laughs> I, I don't know like he might show up randomly later we'll find out in the next because episode. at the end of this episode i was like wait bobby's there like just randomly anyway. no he well i know he's in the next episode but you're right i had the same reaction when he was just in the background i was like oh i guess he's here but by the way they were like we don't know where al salvador is he's got to be hiding somewhere really discreet no he's fucking underneath the sphinx there's like he's not hiding he's like in the one landmark that people yeah. even know about egypt that's where he is and it's like i was like are you yeah fucking- but to be fair he's in a fucking zelda temple that's underground underneath the sphinx okay but are you fucking telling me archaeologists have not gone underneath the sphinx at this point nope. in time nope. okay whatever nope. they have no idea what's under there and nobody's investigating it i guess not everybody's like the riddle of the sphinx is we don't fuck can investigate it at all <laughs> like, i don't know i can't even so then they like sent kitty underground which is, this is cool because it's this is the so first cool. time we see kitty use her levitation powers which she has in the comic books which i know if okay so the reason why kitty can do that is that she can actually step on like particles Air? of it yeah she can step on that because she doesn't have any tangibility so she's also floating through the ground for a really long time which that would be fucking terrifying well here the whole thing with kitty's powers is that technically her powers isn't that she can pass through matter it's because she's actually not solid at any point in time so her superpower is that she can stay solid that's like her whole thing right. so that's how she's able to do this yeah it's so cool it's like really nice to see kitty get a solo badass scene. she's also lara croft she's nathan drake she's indiana jones so she puts on a little gas mask because she doesn't know if she's going to be able to breathe down there. So she goes down, right. floating through the ground for like ever. I actually did like the animation here. I thought it was a cool, I did some too. cool storyboarding for once. She lands in this tube and there's like a giant statue of Apocalypse, stupid fucking face. Yes. And there's also some statues of Anubis that are like going to come to life later. So they kind of matter. The like dog guys. I Okay. There's four of them. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be the four horsemen. Oh, because there's only four. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't get that the first time I watched this like years ago but i got it so now. she sees oh, it is kind of funny that kitty sees the statue and screams and i was like kitty it's a statue 
she yeah. lands and she she talks to Beast on the radio and she's like, I landed on a stairway in some sort of chamber. It looks huge. And Beast is like, Kitty, do you see any other kind of thing at the top of the stairs? And Kitty's like, let me look. Okay, I think I found it like a stone knob. And Beast is like, push it, then get out of the way. And she does. And then the whole tomb rumbles and then a fucking Zelda noise is like, and like a giant staircase opens in front of the Sphinx. The door, okay, so in front of the Sphinx, fucking the ground opens up like to reveal a huge set of stone ass steps like as though that was there the entire time kitty's sitting at the bottom of them it's like a thousand steps into the ground and she removes her gas mask because now like the top of it is open up so she can breathe and this is actually adorable magneto levitates xavier's chair down the stairs and i love that they just silently are dating again and it's so gay and i'm just like i'm into it and i'm like i don't know why they're back together but they are there's a bunch of like stereotypical Egyptian music playing, by the way, because we're in a Zelda temple. Also, I had to look this up because I was like, are there secret tunnels underneath the Sphinx? And Google says the first exists above the back of the statue and was discovered in 1937 by the French engineer who was searching the treasures inside the body of the statue. A second tunnel was found at the north side of the statue before it was drowned. It was believed that the tunnels was full of treasures and monuments. So they don't really actually know. Oh. Legend has it that there is a maze below the paws of the Sphinx that leads oh. to the mystery shrouded Hall of Records where all essential knowledge of alchemy, astronomy, mathematics, and magic and medicine is stored. Okay, we stand corrected because I get then why Apocalypse would be down there. But I think it's because I that's like find already, it, it's already like an ancient, mysterious place. I was like, I have to look this shit up. I'm like, I am like really obsessed with like archaeology. No, so. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. So then. Um, I just there's this quick shot of Kitty seeing Magneto levitating Xavier down the stairs and she just has this expression like damn they're back together and I just thought it was really funny <laughs> um, and so then Magneto tells Pyro to light the fucking torches and then we watch that for 10 minutes which literally I don't why would the torches work they wouldn't they wouldn't okay so then Kurt walks up to Kitty and he's like I don't mind saying I'm totally creeped out and Kitty's like you I had to come in here alone and it's really cute because like the two of them get to be teenagers for one second yeah I mean it's also them and I love that so yep and then the Anubis statues all come to life suddenly and like stomp towards Kurt because Pyro has like done the Zelda thing where he's like we should this is what I'm talking about we showed animation of Pyro lighting torches for like a full three minutes and I'm like this is what we're wasting time on there were so many scenes before this that were like a second long we don't need to see him do like this whole like fucking Zelda shit I can just I know, play Zelda I know. and so then at all the doors slam behind them and like all the statues start screaming at them while walking towards them and Scott's like we're trapped and Bobby's like okay shit alright <laughs> I also love how Scott says we're trapped and the first thing that happens is that Magneto steps in front of Xavier protectively and I was like oh they're dating okay they're yep. back together. I yep, don't know back why, because Xavier's been a little bitch the whole time. But Magneto, yeah, I mean, whatever. really, like, why? Uh, Xavier in this whole episode is crazy. Like, he was like, "By the way, I had all this information all along." Yeah. But whoopsie Daisy, I didn't think about it. It's honestly like hard to fathom that because it's, it's like, like it's like. Uh, can you imagine Magneto being like? Xavier, why didn't you like tell us about this? And Xavier's like, "Oh no, there's milk in my eyes." <laughs> I can't see or think or do anything. I gotta go. Okay. It's hilarious. This episode was not good. I don't know how to rate it. Like legit. There's no politics really other than Jean being like, I loved how graduation happened and nothing bad ever happens to us again. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a a three out of five. I want to get it a two out of five X's because it's not good. However, the seeds that were good were very good. I agree. I agree. All the gay shit in this was really funny. Also like, 
the fact that I was losing my mind, like I was able to walk, look at this and laugh. Everything with Logan Sabretooth and Gambit's great. Like that is so good. It's I so also great. love Gene. Also, like, what if that had been the entire episode? I would have loved that so much more. Same, but I also love the scenes with Gene and Scott where Gene was just like neurotically being like, ha ha, everything's great and life is the best and like high school was the best experience of my life and Scott being like, what the fuck is wrong with you right now? Yeah. Like, what's going on? I actually liked that too, like now that I think about it. Like, I, I feel like when I was watching it, I was like, this is really weird. But like thinking back on it, I'm like, I think that was intentional. However, most of this episode is bad. Most of it is, it is. so boring. So boring. I really don't know who storyboarded it because I feel like it is not well paced. And there's scenes that could have been longer that weren't because we gave time to as scenes that didn't really need to be long or be there at all. Yes. And I like I just I, it was really challenging for me to watch. And I, this is not one of those episodes I would revisit a lot in my adult life. Yeah, I understand why, but it's too bad because there's these hidden gems in here where like Gambit is so funny. And like, I like the scene where he's fighting rogue a lot. Like, I feel like that was really worth it. I actually, I mean, I know people were complaining about Gambit on the show at some point in time, but I feel like this show actually understood his character a little bit better than the animated series did. But the animated series did a good job with him also. Like, I just... I agree. I feel like this is a very redeeming episode for him. I I feel like he's barely on the show, so I kind of get why people would complain because he's, like, barely on it at all. Like, this is honestly the most we've seen of Gambit, I think, in terms of, like, actual character decisions that he's making, you know? Right. Um, And him getting kissed by Rogue is, like, funny. I like that for them. I don't know. Like, there's parts of the episode I really like. Like, I feel like it's setting up their their sort of will they won't they relationship. And like, of course, they right. wanted the show to keep going. And I even like that Xavier, or sorry, I like that Magneto is fixed now. Like, I love that now he's just Magneto. Like, there's a lot to like about it. But there's also bad shit. Like, we didn't need to spend so much time with Rogue touching everybody. We didn't need that scene with Fred being gross. We didn't need that. We didn't need, like, the fucking breakfast scene. I keep harping on it. But it's like, why are these scenes here? Like, they're boring. But also, and then and then it takes away from when they are suddenly doing all this exposition about what's going on with El Salvador. And it was like, that's when it was going so fast. They're like, scene, 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 information, 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 information. I was like, I'm like, we didn't, it didn't need to be this way. Like we didn't need to spend time. Like we could have had like two minutes of Roe going around and touching everybody. And then everybody the next day, even with the brotherhood and Magneto, like just do this montage of her, like quickly taking people out, like with flashes and whatever. And the next day, everybody like, wow, something really weird's happening. Like, why do we all have hangovers and none of us drink? Yeah. Like instead of having Magneto show up at the graduation or something, have him and Xavier have like a secret meeting ahead of time. And then have the entire episode be like Logan, Gambit, and Sabretooth, this unlikely trio trying to find Rogue. And it takes them a long time to figure out it's Mesmero rather than instantly knowing, like, have them solve the mystery together. The only reason why I think that all those characters showed up at graduation is because literally they'd wanted to drive the plot forward with Senator Kelly. I think that was it. Okay, but they could have done it differently and had the climax be there's a confrontation at graduation where Rogue shows up and, like, steals more people's powers while she's there or something. Like, have an actual conflict there. There's like a better version of this episode that could exist and it doesn't. And it includes all the same basic plot points. I have to say, I'm kind of mad. Like, I know that I just went and like actually looked up the facts about the Sphinx. But I mean, like, I I feel like when any show's like, 
you know, it's like national treasure where they're like, okay, yeah. so the only place that anything could be in Egypt is underneath the Sphinx because like we can't just like do a random pyramid somewhere. Like it has to be the Sphinx. That's the only landmark people know. I mean, it, it could be anywhere else. Egypt's fucking huge, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like it would have been cooler and randomer if it was like just in the middle of the desert, you know? Like, why not? Also, like, it would have been really cool if they had used Storm at all to be like, Storm's like, hey, I know a lot about Egypt. I'm from Cairo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you want some help? Like, I yeah, don't know. no, that's a really good point. Like, instead of storms in the background, like, I love playing with weather. My only use is making sure it doesn't rain for the kids' big day. Well, bye. And it's like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? It just was not well laid out. Like, and it could have been. I feel like the episode could have worked. It really could have. You're kind of making me want to give it a two. However, that one shot of Logan standing there in his leather jacket with his arms crossed. Again, I have to give it a three. I just have to. I have to give it. Well, I have to give it a three for <laughs> Gambit and, or sorry, not Gambit, uh, Sabretooth and Logan about to make out of the car like it's fucking like oh Lady and the Tramp or some shit. I love it. I love it. Also, I'm just, again, I'm relieved Magneto is Magneto again. I don't, yeah. I, I, I love mean, it. I think we're able to, here's the thing, we're able to actually pull a lot of good things from the episodes and overall, it being so bad making us laugh did help us have a good experience but it was not something to like watch on tv because oh yeah okay everyone needs to remember that we watched this show when it was on tv and you had to wait each week for an episode to come off come on and if you missed it then you wouldn't ever fucking see it it's not like it's like streaming services where they will release an episode a week and you're like oh i can watch it whenever it was like no you have to be here and make time in your day to like sit here for half an hour on a saturday at like 10 30 a.m to watch this episode and then being like what the fuck was that you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it didn't like stick with me and i was actually kind of hoping that when we watched it it would be like a lot of season one where i didn't have an attachment to that but overall when we rewatched it i was like actually this is very good um that's not the case here it's just it's like they don't know what to do with apocalypse which is a frequent problem that writers have uh both in the comics and on the tv shows because even we have been like what the fuck is apocalypse we don't like him it's all it's only because recently jonathan hickman tried to do something more with him in a way that made sense that actually made him interesting for the first time ever but like i feel like everybody struggles with writing apocalypse as an interesting character we've had listeners write in as to why apocalypse can be an interesting character where it's kind of like he's overpowered and he has accepted that he is the end all that like he lives forever and keeps on seeing that and that is good but none of these shows manage to do that like instead it's like let's go to egypt and like do some weird stereotypical shit and it's yeah. also Tomb Raider now. It's like, but does it have to be this way? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I get why it was this way in like 2002 or whatever. It's just like, it's That's boring. True. I have to remember that it was 20 years ago. Literally. I know. Literally. I know. We're old. So uh, yeah, this is a three out of five, but I kind of don't recommend anybody watch it, except I also kind of do because it's worth it for the like two seconds of Gambit and Logan and Sabretooth. But like, right. eh, you probably don't need to watch it. You, you probably, you probably don't. don't need any of that. TBD on whether you need to watch part two. We will watch that in two weeks. But before we even talk about the plugs, we got to talk about who's gay. The X-Men are a Though we've okay. already been doing it for I a mean, full I mean, I, hour. I, like, what are we doing? Like a like an award system here? Like, first place is obviously uh, Logan Gambit? and Sabretooth. But also I mean, Gambit's there. Also, Xavier and Magneto are fucking, you know. You know, it's I almost want to give it to Xavier and Magneto this time because they got back together, but they're not. They that got gay back together. This. They're pretty gay. 
I mean, Magneto's standing in front of Xavier and like levitating him down the stairs and like their like, little catty cat fight at graduation where they immediately make up again and they work together after like two seconds. I was like, okay, yeah. guys. I mean, I, I guess that's good. Xavier I, changing his clothes, which like, why did that happen? I don't know. I think it's really funny that Xavier is like, hold on, I need to do a costume change real quick. It's like, okay, thanks, Barbie. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I know. I still think it goes to Logan and Sabretooth because their energy of wanting I to know, fuck is so scene. much to the point where like Gambit's being like Gambit and Xavier in this are like, dude, stop <laughs> trying to fuck for two seconds and just do the fucking job. Like Sabretooth yeah. and Logan are like unable to be in the same room with each other without fucking. It's like kind of crazy. Sabretooth. We ne- by the way, we'll never know what their history is because they never are going to say about that fucking destiny bullshit. They were yelling at each other and then we yeah. never found out what that was. And then like know, there was I one know. episode with Weapon X with the mind control button that didn't explain anything and we Nothing. never found out what their deal was. Like we just have to assume that their exes that are still fucking like there's literally no ex- other explanation. I know other than that maybe they were going to try to reveal that they that more Weapon X stuff and like I don't even know. I can't even assume that because there's no evidence that that was going to happen at all, you know, but it doesn't matter. Right. We can just enjoy the fact that their ex is on this television show. And yeah, I think you're right. I think just for the car scene alone, because the comic timing of that scene was so enjoyable to me. I mean, it was very good. Well, OK, so now we can jump into a little bit of the queer coding, if you want, while we're in the gay section, is that I do want to make a shout out to how much that Senator Kelly or Principal Kelly, like it could have been towards any marginalized class because I could see him doing it two ways. There's one where he could be like, oh, these black kids are going to create trouble on... Right, right, on graduation, and, like, they don't deserve it or whatever. Whatever person of color. But also it could be, like, queer kids being like, don't make this gay. Like, that's kind of how I read it. Yeah, and, like, act normal at graduation. Like, don't wear anything weird. I I feel like that scene was very good, actually. I felt like that was very good for any marginalized class. You could have been a person of color. You could have been a queer kid. And, like, like, I read it as a queer kid, basically. Me too. And, like, it is also interesting, especially by the end where Magneto shows up, and they aren't even doing anything. They're just there. They're just, like, there. And like, that's enough to be threatening at this point, which I don't know. I, I've already forgotten all the things Magneto oh, did on the show. So we forgot to do a shout out to Fred and Toad, who I decided were fucking in this episode. Oh, right. You're right. Toad jumping on the bed was legit really cute. I liked it. I don't know what's up with Toad, but he's always, have you noticed in these episodes in the Brotherhood has, he's always in one of the, somebody else's bed. It's like either Pietro's or Fred's and he's like, look at me, I'm, in, I'm wearing your clothes and I'm in your bed. I feel like it's because Toad like doesn't have parents, but like to a weird sad extent where he's like clingy in a way that the other kids aren't, you know? And it's like cute and he's like, I just want to be with other people. I don't know. It's sad. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like Toad on this show. I do too, even though he couldn't get a bowl off of his head and he got milk in his eyes but that's something you can relate to also like he definitely needs to take a shower because like remember when we were like at the beginning of the show we're like what's with this poor kid that can't shower and they're like oh no it's just his choice not to shower well, it's he has no parents making him do it i mean i do still like the brotherhood house in general where like they're just a mess and like no one's taking <laughs> care of them <laughs> where's boom boom during any of this like i really feel like she's a been question. here in some form considering she was such a major part of the last two seasons then they're like uh, eh. I don't know where she is. She's <laughs> doing like, other stuff. She's around. I mean, who knows? She's like out of the world bullshit. Xavier's making us go like on archaeological digs to like stop apocalypse. Fuck that. Like, she and Magma are just like fucking at home at this point. She comes over. She's like, hey, Amara, where is everyone? She's like, 
I don't know. They're on an archaeological dig to like stop the end of the wall. And Boom Boom's like, let's go to the mall. Like, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. They are doing something else that's a lot more fun than this. I like would love that show, the TV, the TV show that's just Boom Boom and Magma hanging out. That would be great. It would be great. It would be great. Um. Anyway, I guess that's everybody who's gay. Which was plenty of characters, but Sabretooth and Logan get the get the top prize. I mean, the gayness actually saved this episode from being a two. It really did. It really, <laughs> really did. Um, I guess it's time for plugs. Wow. <laughs> I just have to do it every time. Okay, so I know that I announce it at the plug section every time, but I do have that Twitch channel that I go on and I post on Discord when I'm going live. I've been playing Metroid Dread. To all Hell of our yeah. Metroid fans. At some point, I'm going to play Guardians of the Galaxy and also Ultimate Marvel versus, Marvel versus Capcom 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to say that one of the things you can do on my Twitch channel is um, you can use these bubbles that you earn by watching the channel. And one of them allows bubbles? you to make me, forces me to get yeah, the. So if you're a Twitch affiliate, like it opens up these options basically. So like there's these little bubbles at the, b- the bottom of the chat. So the more you chat and the more you do things in chat, you get points that can then unlock things for me to do, which is like do do yoga or lift or take a dr- glass of water. One of them is that I have to talk in a voice uh, for two minutes. And one of them is cloaky and pluggy. And that happened <laughs> like two days ago. So I was doing it dead by daylight with a bunch of people. And I was like, I have to apologize right now because I have to talk in a voice that I have to now also explain to you what it is. <laughs> With like people you didn't know well, you mean? No, I do know them well. They just don't listen to the show because like they're not excellent people. <laughs> so you're like, okay, so there's an anthropomorphic butt plug that shows up on the show sometimes. Thankfully, thankfully it was cloaky. So it's like, I'm like, there's a talking cloak that go, floats around and gives really bad advice, like one of those 80s characters and talks like this. And then I had to do that while like, evading the killer and i was like if he's gonna stab you give him a snickers bars first because maybe he won't stab you as hard anymore <laughs> maybe like, he's just hungry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my that's, god that's fun so people should definitely check out the twitch channel but anyway since i was doing the pluggy voice i wanted to literally plug that i felt like it was appropriate anyway <laughs> where are okay. we um, what day so is today it's daylight is... savings this, oh this is when we lose our mind for six months anyway uh, <laughs> right so uh mutantages.com it's a website and it's got all the different ways that you can contact us on it's there it's a website there's stuff on there if you want to go and take a look there. there is stuff on there you want to take a peek a doodle um take a little peek a doodle and check out our email address send us some mail um at some point in the next month or so we're gonna do a reader mail episode so please please start prepping your questions now about this season this wonderful season three uh and that is the mutant ages at gmail.com we've also got a link to our discord server where you can hang out you can know when we're doing live events which we do more and more frequently these days um and you can also send questions and also we have a voicemail inbox where you can leave a message at 1508-319-1668 and last but certainly not least we have a p.o box in Natick, it's P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. <laughs> like, why are you also saying it? 3344, 3344, 3344. And that's our P.O. Box. Um, and also, we are contactable all over the internet in a thousand other that's ways. Right. We're that's right. on every form of social media that exists, which is TikTok. We sometimes have a viral TikTok over there. You can go check those out. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, where the mutant ages everywhere you look, as we always say. Everywhere you, you look, look, 
Everywhere you look. And also we're individually in those places. Uh, I'm at Mitty Myers everywhere you look. Ryan, why don't you talk about yourself? I will. I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella and and on Instagram. I forgot. I was going to say something that did not exist. I was like, you know, (laughs) Ryan Pagella on (laughs) FryingPan.com. Ryan Page.Ella. No, just kidding. That's not a website. Please don't go Um, there. I don't know what's over there. God, can I tell you, like, whenever people meet me, they they never know how to pronounce my my last name. Do they say Pagella? They say Pagella, Pagella. I like my favorite is like Pagella. No, I I get a lot of Pagiellas. And I'm like, those letters aren't even in my name. Um, Pagella is another one. Anyway, uh, so... (laughs) Anyway, that's where you can find me on the internet. I also have a YouTube channel, which is Ryan Pagella, and I also already programmed in my Twitch. But more importantly, we have a YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages where we play all the the X-Men video games, but also the Mutant Ages video games because there are fan games that exist. There are. There are. People can go back and watch those. That's true. But what are we doing once a month on the YouTube channel? We do a monthly live stream where we reread, or not, not read, read for the first time the unproduced screenplays of x-men films from the 90s that just never came to fruition with good reason considering what we've been reading uh which is the <laughs> yeah. 1994 wolverine in the x-men it's a script that is absurd and in part two do we have the next date um i think we do actually we, we do. are going to record part three on november 28th which is a sunday at 6 30 p.m eastern 6 30 p.m et but part two People should not miss part two because Warren Worthington shows up in part two. He does, and, it and it's like so incredible. Now, what's important, what we need from all of you actually, is that you can find all of this on YouTube. But we were curious if you would like us to just release a podcast version of these read throughs that will yes. not be edited. It would be exactly the same as it is on YouTube. But if you feel like that is an easier way for you to access those things, please let us know in the discord or we can just drop it in the feed. I will say like there is some value. Actually, I would say a lot of value in the videos because you get to see our facial expressions as we're reading these scripts and laughing together. You also get to live chat if you show up live, which is really fun. There's always some funny stuff in the chat. And it's so fun for us to be there live. Like all of us are performers and we all have done performances in our lives and we've all missed Todd it. Todd is like a real gem. Todd is hilarious. Righty and Katie are hilarious as well. Like we love, we love the chance to just tell jokes with each other and hang out. It's like a little party for us and we're all having a great time. So party for five. It's a party for five, but it's also a party for anyone who wants to come and That's enjoy true. having all of you in the chat with us, laughing with us as we go through these just patently horrible absurd scripts. script. Uh, and also, we can't announce it yet, because but we don't have a date set. But there will be another holiday live stream in December. Uh, so be prepared for I'm that. It will be another fundraiser. Carols again. We'll probably have that ready for you. Like the next time you have an episode release, we'll have a date for you. But I just want to let, let you all know that it's going to happen. So save your pennies so you can help support the Trevor Project again. Yes, we are going to be raising money for the Trevor Project once again. So get into the giving holiday spirit. Get get ready. And if if any of you want to request some, some Christmas carols for me, you can. And I make absolutely no promises whatsoever because... Ryan and but we're open to suggestion because last year Todd and I suggested a lot of insane ideas and Maddie was like we're not doing these like I was like can we do the 12 days of Christmas like and Maddie's like are we really gonna sing that and I was like yes and she was like no we're not doing that yeah I was like we're not doing that but also if you really want us to do that let me know and you know if enough people tweet at me and tell me they want that i don't know what could happen i don't know but Maybe I, we can have I, a song about cloaky i don't know like i don't know all i want for I christmas know. are cloaky anyway 
So there's other ways you can help us out. You can support us on Patreon. There's multiple tiers on there. Uh, there's, you know, you can get extra content like bonus podcasts, bonus videos, all sorts of fun stuff, behind the scenes stuff. Also, the top tier supporters get a shout out on this show. And that goes out to Samuel B., Soren B, Zach S, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this, but so means if I messed it up, you can always email us and Ooh, let me know. We have a new highest tier Patreon supporter. We do. We do. It's exciting. So, Welcome thank to you, them. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have any funny voices for you this week because like, I don't even know what that would be considering there's nothing in this episode substantial enough to deem a character worthy of a voice. I mean, you could be Gambit. I guess. But you already read but the I already did. without it. But thanks, Cher. How else can you support us? Maddie Myers. Well, if you cannot afford to support us... Okay, so first of all, if the Patreon <laughs> just back. isn't enough for you and you want to pay us more money and also get something out of it, we do have a store and I include a link to the store in every single episode description. So check check out our merch. Christmas also, is coming up, baby. Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming. Um, and Hanukkah's coming significantly closer than that. It's like really mega early this year anyway. Also, if you don't celebrate any of those things and you're just into like the giving spirit, yeah. like this is a good time to do that. Whatever. Anyway, so if you don't have any money or you just can't afford to support us in that type of way, it's totally fine. We understand. And please, though, consider giving us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts because that does help the visibility of our show a lot. And also share the show with your friends, just regular style, you know, share it on your personal social media. Tell people you like the show. And that goes a long way, too. Um, it does. And that's that. That's the that show. Is, that's the show. It was a fast one because <sighs> I don't know. It was just, just a, a dumb old episode. episode that made no sense. It was a big big gay fuck fest is what it was it sure was and next time around we'll watch dark horizon part two and then we'll be done with season three of x-men evolution that's right and then it will be time for a reader mail and a reader mail special which may be separate from the reader mail and might be. the next movie which will be the wolverine Ooh, so you which all has can plan seen. isn't that crazy everyone i know Maddie i still not seen, seen this like you've seen every x-men movie except for this one so i actually am like i feel like after wolverine origins i was so angry that i was like i can't that is not true you saw you saw saw x-men origins and you saw logan this is the only other one. Oh, you're right i forgot <laughs> i forgot about logan well logan isn't like the same here's the funny thing about this is the wolverine's actually set after x-men 3 oh weird it's very cool it's very cool I, it, it, it's one of the better films that were put out by i know the Fox people Studios. said it was good i just didn't see it for whatever reason i feel like i was just mad i was like stop doing this stop making wolverine solo films make a storm movie which is still kind of how i feel even though i love uh, Hugh jackman yeah, it may be possible the mcu you never know anyway we we'll don't. see you next time see you next time hot drinks the mutant.